Welcome to the Online Marketing for Doctors podcast, the place to grow and scale profitable practices with your show hosts, Huyen Truong and Steve Tate. Hello and welcome to the Online Marketing for Doctors podcast channel, the first Australian healthcare marketing podcast channel designed to help motivated practitioners implement clever and effective marketing ideas to grow and scale their practice. We're your hosts. I'm Stephen Tate. And Huyen Truong. And today we're coming to you from uh, off-site. We're uh, at a new location. We're at a uh, podiatry clinic in Sydney, Australia. Uh, and today we are speaking to our guest host, Brent Goddard. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me along. No, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, yes. Well, I guess yeah, I'm a podiatrist uh, trained in New Zealand and I came to Sydney and. Uh, 2004, and uh, along with Lance Penn, my business partner, we set up um, Mod Pod Podiatry. We were known as Footpoint Sports Clinic at the time. We have rebranded since then. And yeah, it's been uh, sort of uh, 10, 11 years of um, uh, providing sort of podiatry services within Sydney and expanding out uh, to uh, five locations now. Um, and so it's been an interesting journey. And where are your five locations? Um, so we're Mossman, DY, um, Sydney CBD, um, North Ride, and we've got a uh, one in a satellite clinic in Morissette as well, which is, is, is a sort of a similar sort of franchise uh, model with another podiatrist who runs that up there. Is there a six one in the works? Uh, not at this stage. We've actually we're sort of pulling back a little bit. Um, sure. Sometimes you can go a little too wide. Sure. Um, yeah. And you start to, to, to lose a bit of control. So mm-hmm. we, we're kind of feeling our way through that. We had one in Barangaroo for the last 12 months. Right. Um, but just finding that was probably a bit too much to, to handle. I've recently moved back to New Zealand, so I'm doing a lot of off-site Management and Lance is the the man on the street here, and he's just finding that a bit too much. Sure. Yeah. So it's just sort of working out how to scale and what we want to do. Do we want to build each clinic slightly bigger as opposed to wider, having more and more locations? And each clinic offers the same services. Uh, more or less. Yeah, yeah. There's a few clinics that don't quite have some of the equipment. Um, I guess our, our cornerstone clinics is the Mossman Sydney CBD and the DY practices. Yep. Um, and then the other ones uh, a little bit more and they are still building those on the satellite edge. Sure. Mm. So now with all of these practices, I guess uh, this leads in wonderfully to our topic uh, that we wanted to talk about today with you. Sure. Uh, this idea around acquiring new patients, I yep. guess, every time you're opening up one of these new practices, uh, you'll need to start sort of investing time and energy into acquiring new patients. So uh, we're just wondering when you were first starting your first practices, uh, how did finding new patients sort of look back then? Yeah, look, it's, uh, it's, it's always a challenge, you know, starting your practice. You can't just sort of put your sign on the door and expect to be busy. Sure. Um, I, I guess when I partnered up with Lance, he had, he had a couple more years under his belt building private practices, so I learned a lot from him. And in the initial days, this was, you know, 10 years ago, Google was very, I existed but nobody used it you know we're still using yellow pages print at that stage um so we put most of our effort into building medico networks Um. so meeting and greeting doctors gps especially 
um, and then all the allied health around that, so physio practices, gyms, uh, running clubs. So we spent a lot of time out there uh, talking to people, um, taking lunches to people, and, and, and I guess trying to build our reputation that way, which worked fantastically well. You know, that really... Uh, really did work well um, just sure. good old relationships you know I just don't think you can even beat that yeah sure yeah I, I would agree and when do you still find that relevant today I mean it has somewhat the market has shifted there's a lot more sort of online content or ways to market through online means where you're kind of removing that face-to-face interaction uh, do you find that these taught the those older methods are still relevant today yeah, look, I'd say yes, and I think what we've learned over the over the time is we invested a lot into Google, especially when Google was going, and it works really well. But you're also held a little bit accountable to Google's algorithms or paying for advertising, sure. and you can be at the top of the heap, and then that, that can shift with an algorithm change, and suddenly you're not. So I think we've learned that we, we've waited too far towards Google for a period of time, and then and and maybe neglected some of these relationships. Mm-hmm. So we're now actually going back to some of the old methods um, and putting more time into getting our feet on the street again to, to meet with people. I think the flip side to that is that doctors probably don't refer... No, that's not correct. Um, that consumers probably go more to Google now for a lot of things than they used to go to for their GP. So we, we've seen a drop-off in our GP referrals for some of the small stuff because they're like, well, let's Google what that is and let's find someone. And they're skipping the GP out of that um, sort of process. Right. So even though we are still networking, the, 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 definitely the market has changed. Sure. So I think it's putting your eggs around multiple baskets. Sure, you, know, sure. you have to kind of have a little bit of everything. And what are some of the ways that you are still putting yourselves out there, building relationships? Is it still through the same sort of clubs and investment? Those yeah, things? yeah, it is. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's first tapping back into our Medico network, which right. is very strong with our GPs. Right. Um, and then it's, you know, networking with maybe some of the local businesses in the area as well, uh, especially things like shoe shops um, and industries like cafes, et cetera, that they might have their staff. Uh, on their feet a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, places like beauty salons where you, you, you know they're, they're seeing nails and, and things and, and trying to educate them as well. Mm-hmm. So it's happening. I think the, the key with any of this is consistency. Um, right. and, and a one-off visit isn't going to do anything. Sure. Um, you're just not going to build a relationship. So you have to try and build those relationships over time. Right. I think the biggest thing that we learned is, is finding a match. Um, so you might go and meet 10 doctors but only one or two of those will be a match with one your personality and your business um, and that's okay you know I think I used to kick myself a little bit in the early days thinking that I went to saw a doctor a lot multiple times and they never referred to me and, and you, you know you just don't gel with everyone it's not like they don't like you but they just right. don't see you on your wavelength so target the doctors that you, you know you think have a match with and then drill a bit deeper on the right. relationship well it's good advice in general that mm. not everyone is a, is a client for you not everyone is, will be the right match correct uh, yeah. and to accept that yeah absolutely yeah and not and move on and, and, and just keep right. working on the things that, that work so when you talk about the sort of maybe these 
two realms of marketing, this sort of modern digital marketing, but also that foot traffic. I mean, percentage-wise, would you be able to say sort of how much you're investing in either? Um, I'd, yeah, I'd say 50-50 right. um, at the moment, and we were probably a little bit more weighted recently towards Google, which was sort of 80-20, and we're trying to shift that back. Right, right. Um, just, you know, like I said, Google can be fickle. <laughs> when, it, when it's good, it's great, but when it's bad, and it's also bad, whereas your relationships take, it's a slow burn. So yeah. you can't go and meet with doctors, clinics, and then expect business the next day that you can with turning on a Google AdWord where you expect a conversion straight away. Yep. So you, you expect those things to, to come across, you know, maybe in six months' time. So sure. you have to play the long game with your relationships. Sure. And then you Google, well, definitely your paid advertising on Google is the short, very short term. And then, you, as you guys know, your SEO stuff is, mm-hmm. is again, the long burn on the on the. Um, on that side of the web marketing. Yeah, there are no quick fixes, are there? <laughs> Absolutely not. And, and again, you know, this is one of our, our things that we've, we've sort of dropped the ball and, and, and we, we become overreactive when things get a little bit quiet. We go, wow, let's scramble. What can we do? And again, we've learned that it's actually you have to just keep playing that long game all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, let's, let, let's explore that. I mean, it's interesting to hear someone say that, you know, we went so much further with it before up to this sort of 80% model. Now we're pulling it back to 50%. I mean, what were some of the sort of the trials and errors that you were finding during this period which made you realize, oh, no, let's dial it back? Yeah, look, I mean, it's, it's probably a conversation I'd like to have with you guys later oh, right. on. But, um, you know, I think it's easy to go out there and acquire a database through um, a lead generation thing, but how, what kind of quality is that lead generation? Um, you know, you might be getting people signing up for a form or a, a, some information, but will they convert into a client and how long does it does that conversion process take? So that's a little bit of a grey area that we don't know. Sure. I think we've got the funnel right that we can get those people. Yep. Um, and I've actually created quite a big database, but now I'm not too sure what to do with it because a lot mm. of them haven't converted into clients, but mm. they're sit, still sitting there. Your database, yeah. So again, you know, I want to come back to you guys and pick your <laughs> sure. on what do I do with these people? That they're, they're interested enough to sign up. Sure. Mm. But how do we now convert them into into mm. a, into someone who wants to come into the clinic? Great. Um, so that's question mark. Um, and, uh, and we were talking earlier off, off the recording about Facebook, and we did a fair bit with Facebook. Yep. Um, but we found that it didn't really work so much for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if we didn't do it right or, you know, we kind of question it, but I, I kind of get the, the feel with Google, people are actively searching for a service right. or a condition, you know, they've got a sore foot right. or a sore knee. Right. Facebook, they're just looking at their friend's feed and then an ad pops up about, mm-hmm. you know, heel pain, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you've got such a smaller segment of people who have heel pain at that time and are they going to engage with that ad? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, again, our conversion ratio has been a lot lower, even though your costs are lower on Facebook. Sure. You advertise and you can target a little bit more. Was it ever good? Was it ever working for you? I think we were quite late to the Facebook game. We only really did it 12, 18 months ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was okay, but I wouldn't say it set us on fire or like, sure. we're going to drill a lot into this. Yeah. So, do yeah. you remember what is the cost per lead compared to Google? 
Like, it ended up being about the same, mm. but I don't think the quality of the other the lead was as good, yeah. mm. a bit more flaky, if that's, you know, yeah. they are probably more likely to cancel their appointment yeah. and, and, and didn't good. follow through as well. Mm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so who manages all of your uh, sort of patient acquisition processes here, yeah. both digital and, and relationships? Yeah, look, so I guess I'm really heading up the digital side as far as the nuts and bolts. You yourself. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Lance, um, oh, as in, yeah, I mean, you, we've worked with you guys mm-hmm. in the past. I've tried to, because I've stepped back from consulting more, I've sort of been more interested in actually doing that. So I've learned a lot about SEO and AdWords and uh, not so much about Facebook. Mm-hmm. Lance overall does a sort of the big vision and says, you know, we want to build up on this condition and I have to go out and research it and work out what to do. Okay. Um, but then Lance is very much in charge of the relationship side of our business. Uh, so he does all the liaisons with the medical people. Uh, he then brings in our other staff members depending on who's appropriate for each clinic right. uh, and, and to build those relationships on the ground. Did you find it hard taking it on yourself, uh, this this sort of side of it? <sighs> so you work used to new yeah, technology yeah, look I've always been interested in technology so mm-hmm. kind of it, it, it has its moments of brilliance where things sure. are working well and I, <laughs> yeah. I find myself and then when things aren't I'm like I don't know anything and I doubt myself yeah. so you know I think it's you know trying to keep in contact with the likes of you guys and, and getting some feedback and advice on right. what can we do are we doing this right yeah. am I guessing mm-hmm. you know um, but you know I think as general advice for people who don't understand it well then they really need to to, to use yes. a company sure. um, to, to help them otherwise mm-hmm. it's a bit of a minefield out there yeah, yeah. Uh, just trying to you know, especially AdWords you can blow a lot of cash and get no you know, zero return right mm-hmm. do you find it time consuming uh, yes the learning curve is high right once I was on top of that I think it, it became a lot easier um, yeah. but still it is you know for example I've been working on landing pages recently and I find that very interesting but very frustrating as well. You can spend an hour just changing the image. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Just trying to, you can't, then you become, the, you're like, am I too focused on this image that no one else cares about? <laughs> right, right. You know, you're so drilled in. And right. yeah, so, you know, yeah, am I being productive with my time? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm a bit, my personality is a little bit like that. I just can drill down into the detail. Sure. Um, yeah, so Lance, that's why he's bigger picture, and he kind of keeps me honest, I guess, and pulls me back and sure. tells me that I'm probably <laughs> wasting time. <laughs> wasting time. <laughs> uh, looking over too many of these uh, images for your landing pages. Exactly, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just uh, going through stock images and uh, trying yeah, to. Find yeah, and you just, yeah, you just you start you know, wondering what do people actually want to be looking at. What's the psychology behind it all as well? You know? Sure. And how are you looking into the future? I mean, is there sort of a, a new sort of a technique or do, or do you still see this shift towards maybe more relationship building as being effective or uh, uh, staying 50-50? Do you, do you have a sense, a feel of where things might be going for you and your clinic? Yeah, look, I think it's, um, it's very dynamic and, and we've always tried to be dynamic. Yeah. Uh, and we kind of roll the punches mm-hmm. again what we've learned is I think relationships are still king um, it's right. still about meeting people it's still about people knowing what you do 
uh, and you can't beat you know the good old meat over lunch or coffee sure. to, to, to build those relationships. Yep. Um, and, you know, the internet is also an amazing tool, mm-hmm. uh, but it is dynamically changing, so keeping abreast of all that stuff is important. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really interested in what you guys are doing with podcasts and webinars. <laughs> right. That's on our radar. Oh, right. Okay. Um, right. <laughs> so I don't know where that will lead, but definitely on our radar with, with what we're thinking. And you're uh, seeing how easy these podcasts are right yeah, now. <laughs> absolutely. Um, I, I guess... Uh, Again, questions for you guys: Whether our clients will be interested in listening to sure. podcasts from us? Yeah, is that content they want to yep. consume? I don't know. Yeah, um, so it'd be good to get your feedback again on, on, on whether there's only one way to know. Yeah, exactly. So you got to try. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, great. Uh, and you would even kind of touched on the world funnel, sales funnel, funneling people into. Uh, sort of into into a, a potential client uh sales funnels being a very sort of new style of marketing of trying to lead uh people in through a process where they inevitably become a client mm. um you're, you're doing this now you're you're trying this now yeah we've tried over the last i've been doing it now for 12 months mm-hmm. um and so we've sort of you know, start with the funnel and then put them into a, 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 into a nurture program right. where they get, may get multiple emails trying yep. to nurture them into a client. And again, okay. that's a, a very much a, a longer burn than mm-hmm. what we're used to, which is click on our ad and ring our phone number sure. because you've got a sore toe. Right. Um, and, and again, I don't know... That's my question on sure. how effective it is for our type of business mm-hmm. uh, because... People are either in pain or they're not in pain, uh, unless it's a chronic condition. So, I, I, yeah. Right. Whereas, you know, say someone like your business, where you sort of, you know, might be enticing oh, people yeah. to listen and absorb content, and they do it enough, and then they right. want to engage with yeah. your services mm-hmm. um, because you're you're educating them. Whereas our clients are a bit different. Right. Um, they so, come to you when they need help. Yeah. Of yeah. But then again, maybe being engaging with them we're front of mind so they might right. not have foot pain now but their child might have foot pain Correct. in a month and then they go oh that's, that's right. those guys so you don't you, it's a little bit harder to measure though right and I'm all you know, I think measuring things is very important especially when you're spending money on AdWords mm-hmm. and um, you want to see that conversion rate and how much cost per click and what is it leading to yep whereas we found that the, the return on those funnels were a lot less and harder to measure because they might spit out six months down the track. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you're, it's really hard to maybe track why. Yeah, because people come, don't really remember how they even sure. they, we question everyone when they come and do they remember right. how they got here? Right. Mm, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you start to... You were just front of mind. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean, great. You've brought up a lot of great uh, ideas here and things for people to think about. Um Do you have sort of any final sort of success criteria around new patient acquisition uh, advice that maybe you might be able to, some wisdom, uh, pearls of wisdom to instill in our listeners? Um, Yes, it's a good question. I I think, um, you know, if you're going to do anything, um, you know, if you're starting off as a practice and and, and usually money is your biggest constraint, Mm -hmm. um, you don't want to lay down too much. Um, I think AdWords can be quite effective and punchy, um, and you can really set your budgets on those. 
bear in mind if you set them too low, you may not get the return, but you can cap them out. Mm-hmm. I would steer away from any kind of um, blanket market, media, advertising like paper, definitely not radio, things like that. Mm-hmm. We've tried those all in the past, and sometimes they're effective for certain things, but they can you can burn a lot of cash yep. there. Um, but, you know, building your, your local network um, doesn't really cost a lot, um, only your time, but yep. usually you've got a bit more time when you're starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, just meet and greet. Great. Yeah. Now, we, we have an extra question about marketing practices as we are online marketing for doctors. And in our most recent podcast before this one, we talked about foot-in-the-door offers, including providing a document of 20 easy-to-implement-foot-in-the-door offer examples. We'll provide a link to that podcast in the show notes below to this podcast. Now, foot-in-the-door offers, of course, are a way of bringing people into your operation slowly as a small client that you slowly nurture along into a larger, bigger client as you build trust and authority. And I guess we were just wondering if you had any experience with these types of offers and if you are doing anything like that here. Yeah. Yeah, look, we have. We've done, I've played with a few in the past. So we've, we've offered what we call no-gap mm-hmm. consultations where the health fund pays. We've even offered free consultations. Mm-hmm. And then currently we're actually doing a, a slightly discounted consultation as well. Um, again, I, I think the jury's out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes de- I may, it may depend on the demographic of your suburb to a degree. Some people are a little bit more discount. Some suburbs might be a bit more discount orientated, mm-hmm. where others are not. So, for example, the CBD is probably less discount orientated. People is time. Time is, is money there, so they want to be seen today or yesterday. Right. So, trying to get them in is more valuable than giving them a giving them a dis- discount, whereas maybe a pensioner, a discount is, is a bit of ma- uh, value. Sure. So I think you have to sort of work out mm-hmm. where, where is your clinic situated mm-hmm. um, and, and what will work with that demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I probably, when we've done the sort of the free assessment just to have a chat, that's been pretty mixed. The people who tend to come in to those appointments may not be the clients that you want long sure. term. Sure, sure. Uh, you're oh, looking for free advice. That was free. <laughs> and, and there's a very low, uh, sort of high attrition rate with those people. So they'll book in and then you've, you know, you've blocked out 20 minutes in your diary and then right. they don't turn up because there's no value yeah. for them. They're thinking, well, it's free. Yep. Uh, I'm not. And, and it's a funny psychology behind that, isn't it? You, know, you think that you're not paying for something, you should turn up, whereas it seems to be the opposite. If you right. if you charged a lot, say, for example, an orthopedic surgeon charging, you know, three or $400 for that consultation, you're probably going to turn up to that appointment. Correct. Because you're seeing a lot of value. Correct. correct. <laughs> so, you know, right. that's the, the, my slight concern with the sort of a discounting model. Yep. Um, mm. But then, you know, it's become competitive online, so I think mm. you have to stand out a little bit as well. Yeah, but also has to do with how you communicate the value of your free consultation. Yes. If you outline exactly what you're going to do in detail so they can see the whole value in seeing you. Yep. You see what I mean? Just, then just purely mention like, you know, free consultation without mentioning all the details, nothing bold sure. or what you're going to do for them in yep. your consultation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, good advice. <laughs> Great. Well, 
Thank you very much, Brent. And then that comes to the end of our podcast today. Uh, thank you very much for joining us and uh, giving our listeners an opportunity to uh, hear from your experiences in the business. Um, we will, if you, uh, one of our listeners, is interested in being uh, a guest on the show, uh, there's a link in the show notes uh, to this podcast where you can click on the link to register yourself as a guest. Uh, and if you had any feedback that you wanted to provide, uh, new patient acquisition tips that, or uh, methods that you've tried, whether successful or not successful, feel free to put them in the comments section below. Uh, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. We look forward to seeing you at the next show. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening to the Online Marketing for Doctors podcast with Hu Yen Truong and Steve Tate. Be sure to check out the archive section on our website for previous episodes at onlinemarketingfordoctors.com slash podcast. And subscribe to the show so we can catch you at the next episode.